Blog Talk Radio. What up, what up? Good morning, Debo. It is another fantastic day. Well, this is football radio day. Calling it fantastic (laughs) would imply that we were fans of the Ravens, fans of the Chiefs. That might be the end of my list. Alrighty, well, good morning to everybody and welcome to the final regular season NFC North Showdown for Football Fanwise Radio. From here on out, everything's a playoff, win or go home. So we have, of course, Kaz, Mike, and Renard on the line, and we're going to do some updates because this is the final division matchup for the division that we cover in the NFC North. Um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're fans of the Bears today, we already had a mediocre season. Already, there's no, there's no jokes we can crack. But with already having a mediocre season, uh, the Bears might need a 1987-1988 replacement squad out there today, because even more people are injured. And we avoided the injury bug last season. We sure as heck did not avoid it this season. Good gosh. No team hit. What? No no Eddie Goldman. No wow. Taylor Gabriel. Wow. <laughs> uh, already no Danny Trevathan. Already wow. no Roquan Smith. <laughs> Damn. It's Slim Pickens. Uh, it doesn't matter, though. It's the last, season, last game of the season. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean for that. I, I mean, know it at, don't at matter. Point, at this point, they can't even really play for you know. You, you you're not even really playing for respect, dude. You're playing to finish your schedule. Right. So at, the, at some point, you know. And when when you when you are when you are out of it two games ago, you were playing for respect. Once you're right now, you're just trying to make it to the finish line. <laughs> just trying to make. So it they don't have a choice. They kind of got paid to do that. Yes, right. the that's why I said they're just trying to make the finish line. Today. Yeah, regardless of whether they yeah. want to show up or not. I don't have nothing to say. I don't have anything to say. It's, it's obvious. Even the playoffs. Well, I guess we're going to do it this way. I guess we're talking about the Bears and the Vikings. Right now, and I really don't have anything to say. Um, Dalvin took his heart. I was even going to say, even the, well, play, even the playoff bound teams. The playoff bound teams like the Vikings, they just want to make it to the playoffs next week. It's like, all right, this game really, really, we we can't get we can't get better than this. We our position, our our. our our ranking, our seed number cannot change after today's game. So let's just go, yeah, leave Dalvin Cook on the bench and say bye-bye. Well, he's not on the – I mean, he's not playing he's not even on the bench. He's not on the bench, right. He, he, he's, right. He's, he's chilling. Not, he's hurt. He's, he's hurt. hurt. He right. Right. I mean, he ain't chilling. Don't, don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. I ain't saying he's chilling. He's on the sideline kicking or anything. You know, no, 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 the, no, no, no. The, the I'm not saying he's is, chilling. I'm saying leave him down back there to chill. Don't come out here. Try to make it better. Try to do something stupid. He's Stay out right there, get healthy. of the game. He can't do that. He's out. I know on that. IR. That is. So he's on IR. He's not on IR. He's not on IR. Yeah, he's borderline. The only reason they had they they were hoping this week that they don't have to put him on there before the playoff game. That's how bad. They really don't want to use him. They want to keep they him. They can't you know, use him you know. today. He's ruled out. Oh no, he he's in bad shape. No matter how you cut it, he's in bad shape. Right. He's all right. So we're past him. He's not playing. Okay. So I'm going to say this right playing. now. 
I'm going to say this right now. There's a particular person that um, Cass does not want to talk about, but we got to talk about him. There ain't no particular person. I don't like her cousins. There it is. I don't like it, and it obviously don't work on Monday. Oh, we was going to say right. today. There <laughs> wasn't no running from it. I mean, he hasn't won a Monday night football game in his career. Uh, uh, Cass and I and Mike and I, we all send each other memes throughout the week. And there was one about Kirk Cousins doesn't work on Mondays. And it's a crying <laughs> shame if that's a running joke. It's a crying shame if that's a running joke. But he don't work on Mondays. <laughs> and I made the comment yesterday. No, well, well I, I, hold up. Let's amend that. It's not that he doesn't work on Mondays. He doesn't work well on Mondays. No, no, he don't work no, on Monday. He no, showed he don't work on Monday. You know, he don't work on Monday. <laughs> like, like if you go to work and you just stand there and do nothing all day. And I don't. And, and put it this way, he don't work in anything that says prime time. So I even advise Deion Sanders not to show up at a Vikings game because it'll be all bad. Wow. I mean, like yeah, his Sunday night football. He he don't work on a prime time game. And he don't Bears, work on a prime time. The Bears, when they won all. against the Vikings this season, it was a prime time game. I can't remember if it was Sunday night football or Monday night football, but it was a it was a high profile game. At that point in the season, it was still high profile. It did not. It's look just good. sad, man. It, oh yeah, it's sad. Mm, you know, I, mean, I can't we tell. Talk, on our previous show, we talked about. No. I'm just going <laughs> to let it go. Um, let it we're go. both of your running back out of a game. Your starter and the backup running back. You know, it's, it's a game that there's in Minnesota. All right. It's on the schedule. It's on the, it's on the schedule. That's all I mean, is. and pretty much at this point, that's what else can you really say about it? Um, Bears fans are not happy with the Bears season. They're not happy with Trubisky. They're not happy with Nagy. Um, I read an article yesterday on, uh, on NFL.com, and everything that we talked about previously the Bears need to do, they went a step further pretty much just to replace the whole team. <laughs> they really did. And I, I, during family, family conversations, during family conversations, one of the things that I was irritated by, I had players talk. I mean, I had family members talking about fire uh, Ryan Pace. And although that's not a new conversation, the conver- the reason that most of the people have been saying it has been two players in particular. They've been saying it because of uh, Robbie Gold and Mitchell Trubisky. Well, he cut Robbie Gold. Well, if you pay attention to football, he was a salary cap casualty. And that was not his fault. That was the previous person's fault for giving that man uh, a $15 million contract, $9 million guaranteed for being a kicker. So he was a salary cap casualty. Ryan Pace didn't have a choice. He was trying – it was him or keep other players. He chose to keep other players. The other thing on the Mitchell Trubisky side, whether you like Trubisky or not, if you, if you say get rid of him because of Trubisky – you're one of those people that wants to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because as bad as Trubisky has been, we don't have Khalil Mack without Ryan Pace. We don't have Eddie Goldman without Ryan, Ryan I said Eddie Goldman, Eddie Jackson without Ryan Pace, and a host of other players because of Ryan Pace. I'm not going to absolve him of the Mitchell Trubisky issues. But another thing that folks need to realize and pay attention to, during the draft season, Trubisky was considered overwhelmingly the best option. Until that Clemson championship game, Deshaun Watson wasn't even in the conversation. And Pat Mahomes really wasn't in the conversation. So everybody was saying the only option at QB until the national championship was Trubisky. But it's clear that was a bad decision. My issue with him drafting Trubisky wasn't that he drafted Trubisky. I mean, it wasn't that he drafted Trubisky. It's that he traded up one spot to get Trubisky. That's always been my issue. You trade away draft capital when if 
Trubisky wasn't available, Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes were still available. That was my issue. But let's 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 look at the fact that everybody is crucifying the Bears. And here's what I say about the Bears. I'm not going to say the Bears are the Chicago Cubs. But the year that the Cubs won their World Series, the previous year they went further than expected, and all they did was jump the line. I'm I'm one who believes the Bears last season wasn't a fluke, but they did have it too early. They jumped the line. This season is more indicative of what a gradual increase looks like. Some of these teams in the NFL have spoiled their fans by getting a new coach and all of a sudden they're contenders. Well, most teams and in most sports, there's a gradual increase, not an immediate contention. And I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm willing to wait 10 years, but I am going to say, man, <laughs> it just, he just got here. He literally just well, he's got, got here. Right, but, you know, that's the same thing we said before. You know, Nagy's only a two-year coach. You know, right. and who's to say we're not going to see the same thing with Green Bay next year? You know, so this 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 year they're having a you know, and let's let's keep it real. It's not like they had a stellar season play, you know, played on the field wise. Because it's not like they look I'm great. Sorry, they didn't look stellar. The head coach has something to do with Green Bay success. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think where he's going with that, and I can't disagree. Is that no, what I'm saying? Rogers has not looked great. Rogers hasn't looked great. The scheme has the scheme has introduced us to Aaron Jones. The scheme has introduced the Rogers, team has introduced. Okay, let's keep it. Let's let's keep it real. Rogers has not looked bad. Who they've selected he, for he hasn't him looked like Rogers receiving. But look at his receiving well, core. Right. No, you're right on that. He hasn't had any familiar receivers. You're right. There's not right. a James Jones, so it's not right. it's not that Rogers is not better. When the players no. become subpar and not the type of caliber of players that you're used to seeing connect with Rogers, it's not a Rogers situation. It's actually maybe they should select some better players. Be it the draft, people around, because even to. even still yeah. with us seeing the subpar situation, they still have the crown of the NFC North, and they still mm, yeah. have a really good really good record. So he's even able to make do with the I don't want to call it bull crap, but with not what we're used to seeing him playing with. So at that point, this is true. You really can't. His squad, his, his receivers are in up. other cities. <laughs> yeah, they all, they all are right now. Wherever and that's what are, I was getting to. I wasn't really, you know, still not. I, I wasn't aiming. To, I wasn't aiming toward putting it on their coach. You know, um, Aaron Rodgers has has been a consistent. He's been consistent every year. You can't. You got to give it to him. Shoot. Uh, regardless, in spite of whoever you know his coaches or whatever's going on, as far as his extended players, uh, receivers, and running backs, so that's not all what I was saying. What I was saying is, you know, after this year, we'll get a we'll try to get a better idea of what type of coach they really have, if he's the real deal or not. Um, I expect, you know, looking at how Aaron plays. It, the man, he'll take anything and make it work, and that's what he's had to do. So, like, like you said before, they they are top of the NFC North. They are the ones, in, you know, in, in the best in the best position as far as the playoffs goes. But as far as the Bears, back to that, you know, I said it before. Um, with Nagy being in his second year, you're really not seeing anything you shouldn't see. You know, they're they're being exposed as far as you know. I disagree. Yeah. The, I disagree disagree because I haven't seen – my issue with Nagy is you have to learn how to adjust. And if you've been put into a coaching position, you've been put into a coaching position, that means that you've proven good season or bad season. You know how to make the right adjustments for whatever. Even if you don't win the game, at least I cannot sit here and say 90% of the calls that were made or plays allowed – were horrible decisions. Once you've made I actually it to disagree the with both of you. a head coach, 
there's just a different type <laughs> I disagree of responsibility with put on you. You're not one of the coordinators. You're not an assistant coordinator. You're not hey, working totally, with a I coordinator totally staff. You've been moved to head coach. So mm-hmm. I just agree in that. I disagree in that that Nagy has proven he can adjust in game. He hasn't proven that he's good at a good game plan this season because all season the first but this, half. But has this been is what I'm saying. Half, that's still an adjustment. But that's the same thing. You that's still right. an adjustment. Still, you, he's not this. Right, that's still an adjustment that has to be made. Right. If you know you yeah, have to change your game plan strategy, and you're the head coach. In-game adjustments, it's the game-to-game adjustments that he's bad at. It's the in-game adjustments he's actually good at. It's been a, let's just keep he it is real, not man. good at in-game adjustments. Over. If that was the case, he's not. You guys definitely wouldn't have lost in Los Angeles. At you all. can't keep having the conservative second, play because it's worked it, before. It's not working today, and he is not quick to make an adjustment, just like as Vikings fans. When, when Stefanski starts, you know, when we realize that he didn't eat a Snickers before a game, we call him on it. <laughs> there are a lot of bad offensive calls that Stefanski for the Vikings makes in and, and, and the most questionable of times, and we call him on it. This is why... I this disagree is why, with that. Um, the Bears have been good in have been good in the second half. Was. They have been horrible in the first half. The Bears have not been good in the second half. I'm not even going to take that. I am not going to take that. They have not been able to put together a half game or a, a whole game at all the entire season. As a full no, team, I just you agree cannot because say part that. Of the problem is you can't. They, they are so on, far. Man, they are so far. Office, yes, I was going to say that. Then if that if that's the case, case they will they be sitting walk. at the number two or number one spot, G. Thank I, you. I'm, I'm serious. No, they no, can't. They, they I'm not going to come from behind and win most of these games. Because if you, you look know, at the score, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, you cannot kick out. So slow down, slow down, slow down. Y'all have been talking over me this whole show. But, but I have been trying to get back in and finish my thought, and I haven't finished one thought yet. Literally, what I've been trying to say about the Bears is that they have – there have been some games, like you said, and you pointed out against the Rams. They just had – they were just not the better team that game. I'm not sitting up here saying that they are worthy of being one, first or second, but there have been far too many games beginning – with uh, the Green Bay Packers in the first game of the season. Beginning with other games, uh, 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 excuse me, not beginning, continuing with other games, far too often they come alive in the third quarter. But at that point in the game, it is too late. And if they had had a halfway decent first half, they could have won some of those games. Uh, Continuing with my two favorite games that I've pointed out all season is against the Raiders and against the Chargers. If you have had, if you don't have such crappy first half, with your second half attempt at it, heroics, it's too late. But they have done good in second half. Yes, there have been games they just were horrible. The Rams is one of them. They were just horrible in the whole game. Uh, the Chiefs last week, they were just horrible the whole game. Green Bay a few weeks ago, they tried to do something in uh, in the second half, but it was too late because they were already horrible in the first half. So I'm not going to sit up here and try to profess to believe, like, oh, no, all they got to do is fix their first half. Whoa, no. But they have – they have Nagy, I've been a critic of Nagy comparing him to Mark Tressman too far too often this season. He has been horrible. But he has been good at second-half adjustments. Now, what he has not been good at is having good game plans like he had last season. His game plans last season were – oh, I got good game plans, and the other teams were making second-half adjustments. But Nagy has not been good at game plans. He's been, he's been better at second-half adjustments. Now, some teams, it's just too late. You can't make second-half adjustments after you're already down 14 to nothing. I mean, you can. But what it comes down to is, the execution after that point of those adjustments. And if you don't, if you're not even able to do that, then that, then this conversation, it, it, 
is almost null and void to a point to a degree because we all know that everything is dictated by the head coach. And you can say what you want as far as yeah, he's made been able to make some adjustments, but come on, dude. I mean, when you sitting there, when you sitting here, and you can't even you in the game and you go you get to the dog on red zone five times, and you can't score, and that's that. Oh, that's, that's just that's how, that's just that's one just example. bad. That's, that's just one bad. example. We talking about an entire season of that, an entire season where your where your team where your defense can't do three and out. Now, granted, that does come with, you know, um, certain players being asked due to being hurt, but that's also a telling story of how you recruit and how you draft. Oh, and I don't know how you trade. All of that. They, the Bears, that the Bears have notoriously been horrible at developing players. They want players that, that come here already. But if you develop players, you don't have that problem. The only player I have – no, there's been a short list of players that have developed but by the time they develop, they they're go going into free agency. They go into free agency <laughs> they and they else. go elsewhere. Like two All of right. them left the Bears last season. One of them's in Green Bay and one of them's in Denver. And then we're at, we're at the risk of losing Nick Kwiatkowski this year for the whole thing. You can't develop at the last minute. Another player that the Bears developed and was on the practice squad, Buffalo picked him up, and he's having a Pro Bowl-like season. So – it, the Bears' development has notoriously been bad, notoriously. It is not just exclusive to Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy. It has been something that I have said has run rampant since the 90s. I hate to say that. I mean, it's almost like if you're not Pro Bowl like in the beginning, uh, we don't even feel like taking our time to actually develop you. I compare it to the music industry. Teams seem to have gotten rid of artist development. They don't have player development at all, it feels like, on the Bears. At all. Well, with that being said, today's game being what it is, we know the Bears aren't going further. They've been eliminated from the playoff contention. Um, Minnesota's in, but... They still have a lot to work on. Um, as we know, Dalvin Cook is out today, and unfortunately, that makes Minnesota, you know, Minnesota's one of those teams at this point that needs everybody. You know, one missing cog in the wheel, and, and we're looking at a whole different thing. So, I believe that today's game being what it is and what, you know, what's that state, Minnesota's going to beat Chicago. I'm not going to sit up here and pull punches. It'll probably be a close game um, or what have you. But I, I just I, – I, I, not that I'm faithless, but the season's over now. <laughs> I'm picking the Bears to lose. It's not even, it's not even going to be something I can – I can tap dance around. The Bears are going to lose today. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, it's one of the things we just have to come to grips with. You know, our team isn't isn't where they need to be. There are a lot of things that have to happen in the draft, and that'll be another conversation we have, you know, around that time, obviously. Um, But if you're a Bears fan and you're just a fan of football today, go ahead and pull up your beer. You know, do your normal thing, have your fun. And just and just sit back and just relax and just don't get wound up, don't have no high expectations, and just enjoy hey. the, just enjoy the game. <laughs> I I expect the Bears to score three hundred points in the NFL to make a decision like, no, we got to put the Bears in instead of the NFC NFC East representative. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. You so you're so funny. The the the, the Bears team that has not been able to score more than twenty points. <laughs> on a regular basis, are going to score three hundred points today. Yep, and that's that's and when you look at that and, man, that's just. I, and <laughs> the bears, the bears are going to get so the bears are going to force so many uh, so many turnovers. They're going to break last season's record of forced turnovers. That's how many they're going to do it all in today's game. Yep, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. You're so funny. You're so funny. So, with that one out the way, we are on to our next game, which is going to be Green Bay Packers and the Lions. Um, Detroit fans, 
J-Lob, y'all. Uh, that's pretty much all we can tell you. Uh, this is not been a feeling, great season. I have a feeling I've been cracking jokes on the NFC North's mat, mat problem. Well, Detroit's going to get rid of their mat problem um, uh, on Black Monday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which problem? What problem said, are we talking about? Matt Patricia is going bye bye. Y'all heard it here first. And that's no, they didn't hear it here first. They've been saying it for the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> They've been murmuring it. It's been the whistle of the town. <laughs> I'm just repeating um, it. You know, and it's bad, man, because when you have uh, Matt Stafford, who's hurt now, and and he's on a team where he's been able to not necessarily thrive, but you know definitely be competitive and put up put up some numbers when he when he's had the appropriate support. Um, but with the history of, of what's what's the recent history of what's been Detroit as far as their records go and how the team is, man, they have a lot of work to do. And they definitely gonna have to get rid of the coach. Uh, I got you. Got to do something. You know, it's, it's like every year. Every year they're not competitive. It's almost to the point of, and it's not gonna happen. That Matt Stafford should go into his agent's office and ask to be traded, and Detroit should grant that trade for two reasons: one, get something for him, and two, let this man out because they have. He, they have wasted him. As much as I've cracked jokes and called him overrated and this, that, the other, I don't care how, how much I have cracked jokes on him. He is so far beyond better than what they've given for support to him. Oh, man. They have, they they don't give him a running back. They don't give him a tight end or the tight end they draft. They let him go elsewhere. Uh, they, the receiver finally said, "Forget it, I'm out of here." Uh, it, this the defense. Well, you have some defenders, and then you tried to say, "Well, they're not worth keeping." I understand letting go of Nick Fairley, but you just was was fed up with Indomitian Sue. I mean, this has been Detroit has just said, "Forget it," and we're happy with collecting a check. And Detroit it's is in like a short list. It's almost like the uh, the mentality is we're happy to be we're happy to be an NFL team. We're just, you know right. what I mean. Detroit and, is out there with a look, short short list of ownership that okay we will collect we will collect our NFL share of billions of dollars and say bye bye. Uh, I put Detroit on that list. I put Miami on that list. I put Cleveland on that list. Certain teams out here are just, they may have a blip on the radar every once in a while, but consistently you can count on them being bad. And for lack of a better way of putting it, I crack jokes. I would like to think the Bears are not on that list, but the Bears are. The Bears may put two blips on the list while other teams put a blip on the list. Yeah. Am I wrong? I agree. No, nah, sadly. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I mean, sadly, I like to think Chicago Bears have been relevant more than they have been, and they're only relevant to me. They're not relevant to most people. And it's half the reason I know too many Chicagoans that are Packers fans. I'm not talking about people from Wisconsin that moved to Chicago. No, I know, I know a lot, too many. I know a lot of Chicago um you know, citizens that are that are Packers and fans and Chicago, can't stand the Bears. Born and raised in Chicago and are Packers fans. I can understand born and raised in Chicago and being being a fan of another team. But born and raised in Chicago and being a fan of the Packers, I can't. I can't. Man, it's my like, cousin is one of my cousins is a die hard Packers fan. When I say I die mean, hard, die hard, dude. He's ne- he's never I, been never ever in his life have I known him to be a Chicago fan. I ha- I grew up knowing Bears fans don't like the Packers. 
I grew up knowing that. But it did not resonate until the infamous hit Charles Martin had on Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon's career was essentially over after that point. Throw, late hit, throwing them down, slamming them down on his shoulder. It's on YouTube. Just search for Charles Martin. Hit Jim McMahon. You'll find it. From that point on, I knew I hate the Packers. So to see Chicago fans just, or Chicagoans, be Packers fans, I want to hate it, but I know plenty of people from other states that that are Bulls fans because of the Bulls era of the 90s. If, If a team keeps winning, winners breed fans. All of the fans that exist in Dallas, all of the Dallas Cowboys fans, Green Bay Packers fans, Oakland Raiders fans, and Pittsburgh Steelers fans are fans of winning teams from winning eras, and they just stayed. Yep. They stayed. It was like, okay, still cutting in the 70s. We're going to stay Packers fans, I mean, Pittsburgh fans for the rest of our life. Oh, you like Bart Starr? Packers fans. Oh, you like uh, Brett Favre? Packers fans. Oh, you like Aaron Rodgers? Packers fan. They kept they kept going. Lack of a better way of putting it. Football fan Rush Radio's uh own cast. She has been a Vikings fan for a long time. And after Randall Cunningham was there and then others with the Moss era and continuing, it's easy to see how she became a Vikings fan. Now, I don't know if that was the origin of it, but I ain't going to lie. I love the, the, the 1998 season when there was no way in the world that the Vikings should have lost to uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So, I really wish today's games was Green Bay versus Minnesota and Chicago versus Detroit because these games are not worth seeing. <laughs> at least if it was Green Bay versus Minnesota, there would be at least one NFC North game worth watching. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I agree with you, man. And, and, and you know, and, and it's—I mean, we already—you already know that, yeah. They've had, you know. Um, Detroit just hasn't had a great success against Green Bay. And, I mean, the last time they beat, they beat them was, December, was last year, on, you know, last last game of the Early season. Early in the season. They, no, last game of the season. Oh, last game last of the season, they, okay. Yeah, last game of the season last year when, you know, when the Lions beat them 31 and nothing. But when is the last time any team has had consistent success against Green Bay. I'm not talking one-game success. Right. When last time any so NFC North team has had at, consistent success against Green Bay? They haven't. <laughs> the last time I can think of consistent success might be the late 90s Vikings, and before that would be the 80s Bears, early 80s Bears. Other than that, nobody has had consistent success against the Packers. No, especially I mean, and, and you know when you when you consider you know and we're just talking about the Aaron Rodgers era. You know, that's, I'm not that, just talking that, about that, the Aaron Rodgers that, era. I'm including no, I'm just, Brett Favre. I'm, 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 well, I'm speaking specifically of him too. You know, if you look at just those two, you know those those two times with those with those quarterbacks, man, they just you know there's no denying it's all in the record books. It's all still there. So when you look at Chicago, on the other hand, Chicago has not been able to build that type of success, you know, where it's consistent, you know. Well, and Chicago that, has that, that type of success. Chicago has that. No, type I'm not. Success, I'm not success. saying. I'm, 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 talk, I'm talking about recent no, history. I'm not Chicago talking about you know overall. Chicago has that type of success against the Lions, not against the Packers. <laughs> we have that success <laughs> against one team. That's we funny. have that success against the Lions. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's about it. I was like, hey, yay, we got to play the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. At least we got one win this season. <laughs> when I looked at the schedule, I was like, okay, there's a win. <laughs> that's the one we can count on. <laughs> I mean, and it's sad to say, Packers fans look at that schedule and say, Oh, we played the Bears twice. There's two wins. Hey. It's a fluke when the Bears win against the, uh, the Packers. It's a fluke. It, we act like that's our Super Bowl. That should not be the case. And the Vikings I'm just... consistently, the Vikings, I will say, they consistently take a decision to say, oh, we don't have one rival. We rival everybody in this division. We want to beat everybody. Now, whether they're successful at it or not, they come into every game against every division rival, and they're like, oh, that's our rival. We want to beat them today. The Bears only seem to do that against one team. The Bears are like, okay. No, no, I'm not even going to say that. The Bears only treat one team as their rival, and that's the Packers. They want to beat the Packers. Now, they go against Detroit, and they make the decision, we refuse to lose to the Lions. We're not going to lose to the Lions. It's just not. We're not going to lose to the Lions. They only treat one team like they want to win. The Vikings and Vikings fans, they want to beat every team. Whether they're successful is a different story. They want to beat every team. The Packers treat the entire division like none of these are our rivals. We're going to beat them all. And I would prefer for the Bears to have more of a Packers or Vikings attitude going in. We only consistently say we want to beat the, the Packers. Lovey Smith got here, oh, we got to beat the Packers. Matt Nagy gets here, oh, we got to beat the Packers. Well, it might be a good idea to beat the other teams in the division, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, how you, how you, your mentality and how you approach the season, how you approach every team, you know, your, your entire schedule does matter. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not mad at the Bears taking the attitude of we refuse to lose to the Lions because when we lose to the Lions, it is heartbreak. The last time we lost to the Lions, and the Lions kicked our butts in that game. Reggie Bush was on the field, and he ran for like 9,000 yards that game, it felt like. (laughs) That was the last season Detroit made the playoffs. Oh, gosh, they kicked our butts. They kicked our butts. And they kicked our butts badly in that game. 20, I want to forget 2013 happened. But the Bears say, take a refuse-to-lose attitude against the Lions. They treat the Packers like they're like a rival. And well, as I, much as I we... Think that... And they're okay with going 500 against the Packers. And that's what the the overall record is uh, close to. Man. Like we said, y'all, you know, as far as the NFC North uh, goes today, you already know, have a pretty great indication of who the winners are going to be. We've already told you how we see it. I I really, as far as Green Bay, yeah, we know they're going to win. Um, Score-wise, I don't know if it's going to be close. I I really don't expect it to be anywhere near close, to be totally honest with you. Um, And that's only because of the shortcomings that Detroit have to deal with and they've been dealing with all season. So um, when it really comes down to it, the best thing you can really do is look look forward to the playoffs. At this point, you know, get your get your playoff stuff together, get your priorities all lined up, um, and you know, get your and be ready to win or lose. Um, as far as uh, Green Bay and Minnesota goes, um, with the other two teams, just just you know, look forward to next year. If if you even want to look forward to next year, you might want to find you a new team. I'm not sure. <laughs> See, I'm not going to go that far. I will not leave the Bears. If I move to Alaska, if I move to Alaska, I'm getting direct TV so I can have Sunday football tickets. But I would love, I would love 
for my fandom and the money that and I spend on be my rewarded. fandom to, to, to be worth it. So make the I juice worth it, please. I hear you, man. I think I, and I'm pretty, I and mean, we, you know, all, all Bears fans and Detroit fans all feel the same way. You know, when they go, when, when money is spent on going to games and tailgating and things of that nature uh, to support the team, people want to support a winning team. You want to you know, support so, a winning team. You know, so, yeah, the, these two teams definitely have a lot of work to do, it, it, regardless of what um, the Bears' schedule is. And, I mean, not schedule. Their um, record and records for both teams, they have a lot of work to do. I mean, so one of the it'll, things it'll that be interesting to Bears, see if they, you know, what – go ahead. No, Bears fans, Packers fans, Vikings fans, and Lions fans, for that matter, last season were proud to say the NFC North was the best division in football. Literally, the way I feel about this, the NFC North this season is the only reason the NFC North is not the worst division in football is because the NFC East exists. <laughs> I'm not proud of this division. I mean, as much as I crack jokes on the Packers, the Packers have a have a division winning record. They look like their their record. Just looking at their record, looks division winning. But if I was to watch the Packers all season, I would be sh- I I would be shocked at my record. I would be shocked at my record. I mean, their record is a division winning record. What are they? Twelve and three right now. Yep. So they are they're doing what matters. They're winning. The score is in their favor. But I I truly do not feel like even the the Packers and the Vikings, their records are playoff records. I don't feel like everything looks good. Now, the Packers in the last few weeks have looked much better than they did in the first half of the season, so I might need to eat my words. But that's but that's that's indicative of how, of how they are, man. They you know they may not start out looking you know looking great during the first half, the first part of the season, but as from mid season on heading into the playoffs, man, they tune up. Everything started just running, you know, and that and and and, and that's 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 man, that's that's credit Aaron Rodgers, quarterback dog, and as a leader, straight up. You know, we saw a bunch of times this year where he, where he had long face, but, you know, in those ga- in those three games where they lost where he had long faces or where they might have been, been behind or whatever, you know, the fact that he steps on the field with them and everything just starts to click. And they don't, you know, like, like, like we said, man, they just take it, they take it game by game. They don't look. They don't look at you know anything. The game before or nothing like that. They take it game by game. You know who's I, up next. I and you you said something that is very key to me. The Bears don't seem to draft well, and I look at three particular players in the NFC North that it gets on my nerves when I think about these three particular players over the last 15 15 years, three players. And that is the Bears don't draft the best player available. They draft for need. Some of the times when you're horrible, you need to draft the best player available. Once you're good, you draft for need. The Bears haven't gotten to the point where they should be able to just draft for need. Like when you are a, a Kansas City Chiefs, you draft what you need. When you are the Packers, you draft what you need. But if you think about Randy Moss, the Bears let him pass for a bunch of ancillary reasons, but he was clearly the best player available. Then years later, i say around 2007, 2008, The Bears didn't draft 
Adrian Peterson because their theory was we have Cedric Benson. Well, that was a stupid idea. Um, uh, rest in peace, Cedric Benson, but still. Adrian Peterson, either A, would have made Cedric Benson, Peter, I mean, Cedric Benson step his game up, or B, taken the position, which, was, which is definitely more likely. And they could have traded Cedric Benson um, and gotten more in return. And, and then lastly, Aaron Rodgers. Well, we needed something else. When you draft for, for what's available, or if you want to look in more recently with Russell Wilson, they, the Seahawks had just gotten free agency what they thought was their quarterback of the future with Matt Flynn, gave him an extremely big contract. Oh, Russell Wilson's still available in the third round. Let's go get him. Hmm, that turns out to be a smart idea. The Bears need to start drafting who's the best available player. And they worry about that need far too often too early. They jump the gun on certain players. They jump high they jumped high on Kyle Long. I'm not saying that he wasn't a good draft pick, but they made him a first round draft pick. I did not think that he was a first round draft pick. They jumped on Trubisky, which I still say Trubisky was not a bad draft pick. It was a bad draft move to go get them the way they did. The Bears have to draft best available, not draft for need sometimes. Yes, drafting for need quite often is the GM's job, but hey, sometimes the best available is so far better than what you need. Just go get the best available. All righty. Okay. So that's cool. So with that being said, um, the Vikings have most of their starters out, including Kirk Cousins today. So hopefully the Vikings will get this W. It's not a big deal to them. They're marching into the postseason, and they want to be prepared for that. We already know that the Packers are going to win in their game. So it's not much to talk about on that end. There were a few things that also happened around the league. Obviously, Antonio Brown is not giving up and is definitely making a name for himself and staking his claim on the fact that he wants to come back to the NFL. So he did have a workout with the Saints. Did you guys have a chance to check out the update from their workout? I definitely did, and I got to see film. But did you guys look into that? When I was I read looking about it. into it, <clears throat> no. When I was looking into it, most of what I saw is I noticed the Saints. In addition to uh, working out Antonio Brown, they worked out like three or four receivers um, this week, and they're doing their due diligence. And one of the biggest questions is, even if the Saints decided, okay, we're going to take the chance on Antonio Brown, it still isn't likely that he would get to play because the NFL can put him on the exempt list. It doesn't look likely that the NFL would let him play. Well, he cannot play right now until the NFL releases him, but that still doesn't mean that the Saints won't put their claim on him because he had a very, very, very good impressive workout with the Saints. He worked out well with the receiving core. Um, Doesn't seem, or as as today appeared, to have lost a step when it comes to – the workout, the training, and the fact that he has not been able to play for a full season. I don't think him as a player is a bad pickup for most teams. He's uh, social media and PR controversial. But if that can be put under wraps and if it's proven that there was no sexual assault, I would like to see him come back. Unfortunately, there were other players that we didn't see bounce back so well from things, but if, if this is the case and he can control, you know, the Antonio Brown side and just be the NFL player that he is and the, the great player he's developed into, I would like to see him give him a shot. I agree. And what I also like about the Saints is they're willing to take big swings. Although it didn't work out because of the injury, they, people forget that the Saints uh, signed Dez Bryant last season, and the injury stopped him from being able to continue on. So I like what the Saints are doing. I I like that the Saints and the Seahawks and the Cowboys and the Patriots in general, those teams, 
And notice I mentioned good organizations. Those teams are willing to take chances. I didn't I didn't say the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins, and heck, the Chicago Bears. I didn't say those teams. The good teams know good talent and they have generally the good the good staff to make it work. I used to say that about Philly, but now I'll say that about Kansas City and the common factor in when with those two teams was Andy Reid. Um, other things that are definitely floating around the league right now, we're in Super Bowl prediction mode, and we're also even, this is probably one of the earliest I've seen um, <laughs> attempted mock drafts come out before most players in college have even declared that they want to go to the NFL. But let's swing back around to the Super Bowl. Who do you guys see being a good quality matchup to appear in the Super Bowl. Um, definitely the Seahawks are on the table for that. People haven't let go of Kansas City. Nobody but Patriots fans want to see the Patriots in there. But I got to throw it out there. <laughs> I mean, Green I want to um, see the a conversation for a, a candidate for going to the Super Bowl. So, who do you guys actually see coming out of the NFC and coming out of the AFC to make a good Super Bowl matchup? If I'm if I'm bluntly honest, I'm more excited to see the AFC championship of the Chiefs versus the Ravens than I am the Super Bowl. That's blunt honesty. But now, but, but as far as uh, as far as the NFC question was about the Super Bowl though. <laughs> as far as the NFC, as far as the NFC, hmm. I would have to say hmm, maybe the uh, Seahawks because I cannot, I mean, I cannot ignore the Packers because of the way they're playing recently. And I'm looking like I'm leaning towards the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Seahawks versus the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of see that too. I, I'm, you know, um, as of late, you know, San Francisco has they've been falling, falling a little bit apart. Wait a minute, um, can I amend my statement? I don't know how no. I forgot this this fast. Can I say Ravens versus the Saints? I don't know how I forgot the Saints. Ravens versus the Saints. Period. That's what I expect. That was. That that would be dope. Ooh. Didn't they I play each other this year? So I was rolling with the first matchup. I didn't know. Raven Seahawks. I'm not even. I don't want to go marching in with none of them. And I don't care about who that is. No. <laughs> <laughs> who that nation can go home. Back to their nation. Yeah, but I definitely want to see, you know, the Ravens get in there. Um, the way they've been playing all year, man, that's just been crazy. They just, my guys, it's just it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, and with the Seahawks getting ready, you know, with Marshawn Lynch coming back. That would be fun. That would be fun to see the, the Ravens versus the Seahawks. Two birds going at each other from opposite ends of the country. I would be okay with that. I would definitely be okay with that. I'm here for that. Yeah, I think I'm 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 more here for that one than any of the other matchups that could possibly happen. That I think that would be a great that that in itself, you know, would be a great game. That's a that's a better um, storyline, you feel? Can can Yeah, it's Thank a much yeah. better storyline. Yeah, I, I don't see I mean, the Eagles moving, you know, moving past the Wild, moving past the Seattle um, Vikings at this point, you know, versus the Saints. I would love to that, see that, but the Vikings are not ready to versus the Saints. So, and, nah, and they're not ready to go up against that. But I, we just don't have the quarterback to avenge us in that matchup as of today, but we will. And we will go back. They will. You know, so. Well, well. To be honest, after the Minneapolis miracle, we kind of have settled down because 
they just knew they were walking off our home field at the bank with a W in uh, so that that was a beautiful get back, but we definitely should have gone to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. I, and as much as people talk about the 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 greatness and how good it would be, I don't want to forget the storyline that a lot of people still feel the well, not a lot of people, one hundred percent of the people feel like uh, <laughs> the Saints were robbed last season because they were. Uh, even even Rams fans feel like they were wrong. Um, the game the game is over when it's whatever. That don't that, have that was a bad to do call. But that that was a bad call. I can't front, and I don't even like the thing. Was no call in history. That 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 was that was that storyline. That storyline is one of the reasons. But you why can't stop karma. Like to see. You can't stop karma. No, you can't. Sorry. No, you, you can't. can't stop karma. No, you, you know, so you know, I, I'll put, I'll, I'll put definitely if I was a betting person that had money to bet, you know, enough money to bet where where it would pay off, and I'll be straight for a, a couple of years. <laughs> um, I would definitely prefer to, prefer to see the Ravens and Seahawks go at it. I just think that's a better game. You know, I, I overall, it's it's, it's, it's a better game game wise. Yeah. Game-wise, I don't think that any of the NFC North teams – I mean, not any of the North. I think any of the NFC teams will present a good game against the AFC this year because I expect the AFC winner to be the Ravens or the Chiefs. I don't, I don't think any of them. I think the Saints, the Packers, and the Seahawks are above everybody else in the NFC, but I don't think they compare on that other side. No, I don't I think, think it's going to be a good guy. To handle them. No, no, I, 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 no, I, I, and no, I don't I, like, I, I'm not I, the big Seahawks fan either, but I do think. You got to give Russell his credit, man. I, I, you know, yeah, even, I, with, I, even, I even, even with the way right. Baltimore is playing, right? You know, so you got to give him his credit, dude. And he's, he's one of those quarterbacks that even when he doesn't have all the tools, he still manages to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, except for when his coach so, makes a dumb so, decision like passing in the city to give it to Marshawn Lynch. Well, you know, those type of things happen, unfortunately. And you put the blame where the blame goes. But if you're looking at just, you know, team in it, the, and I'm not saying, I would almost just to say that, you know, even despite the record, right, even despite the fact that the 49 is 12 and 3, and that the Packers are twelve and three. Um, and 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 tight games, man. I I still would give Russell just the. Uh, I would give him the edge, man, just because of the way he plays. Oh, definitely. I give Russell Wilson is the second best, uh, the number two vote getter in an MVP vote. <laughs> number yeah, two vote yeah, getter so. in MVP. Uh, no, I'm not ignoring Russell Wilson at all. Before I amended my decision on who I felt was representing the NFC, remember I said the Seahawks. So I'm not disagreeing yeah. with the Seahawks being uh, a great team. I don't even – and honestly, I don't feel like the 49ers' record is indicative of how good they're going to be in the playoffs. I don't. I, um, I agree I, with that. I, believe. I agree with that as well. Um, I, agree. I feel like the three best on, teams. We're coming up on the end of our show live. So, Bernard, you got 60 seconds to tell them where to find us. We can still stay and keep going, but as far as live. Okay, well, we are always available on all of our social media channels under Football Fan Rush. Uh, but uh, on Facebook, we're under Football Fan Rush Radio. So, Facebook.com slash Football Fan Rush Radio. On Instagram, Football Fan Rush Radio. On Twitter, Football Fan Rush. You can also catch us live and archive on Blog Talk Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. And my favorite way to listen to our show when I just want to critique ourselves, because we do, we want to make sure everything went good, as I like just going to the podcast app on, on Apple 
and just doing a uh, search for Football Fan Rush Radio, and we will pop up there. Use your favorite podcast app. Uh, tune in. Tune in is one of the apps that a lot of people still use, and you can find us there. And with that, y'all, that is the end of our official on live show. Um, it went off where we was talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, what anyway. I was saying is, as far as as far as the way the the teams are playing, it's not just their records I'm looking at. Some of the teams are just playing much better, and I don't feel like, as far as the whole NFC is concerned, no one's playing better than the Packers right now. Although. I am not confident completely in the Packers. No one's playing better than the Seahawks, and I am confident in the Seahawks, and and I'm confident in the Saints. The the 49ers, I, I think they have proven they are going to be a good team for a long time to come. I think they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. The Rams, yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> I think everybody has hey, figured yeah, out Sean McVay. I they think people fell, have figured out some of <laughs> I mean, they, their first couple of years with Sean McVay, it was it, most most defensive coordinators get tape on somebody within a season. They just took two seasons to get tape on Sean McVay. That's all it is. They figured out how to beat him. Because Goff is not that great of a quarterback to me. He is not. He is a talented. He has a talented arm, but he's not a great quarterback. And if I remember correctly, weren't we saying the same thing about Jay Cutler has a talented arm, but not that great of a quarterback? Pretty much. No. No, I. Didn't. <laughs> she said, "I'm not giving like, you that no. one." That didn't, that didn't no. No, I'm not no. saying that at all. She said, "No." Um, Nick. I don't even have look, man. It, it's to the point now. As far as Cutler goes, he's not even in my thought process. So I really don't even think about it. Or okay, let me let me give a, let me pick a different one. Compare him to Jeff George. Talented arm, but not that great of a quarterback. Should have been better than he was. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. All right. That I can take. That's more realistic. And maybe the reason I chose Jay Cutler is for two reasons. One, people used to compare Jay Cutler to Jeff George. And two, you have to be of a certain age to even remember who Jeff George was. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I'll compare golf to Jeff George. Talented should have been better than he was. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they going what these. I'm trying to be. I don't know what they gonna do. If, if they they're neither team, you know, as far as the Bears and the um, and the uh, and Detroit go, have they don't have a great history of any type of you know monumental um, direction changing. Um, Type of decisions when they come with their draft choices, <laughs> you know. Um, like I said before, man. Like you know, I know you were saying as far as the Bears being consistent, but they really haven't been. You know, I mean, we we get to we've gotten to the Super Bowl, gotten close to the Super Bowl since '85, but when you look at the teams that are consistently winning. We oh, no, I didn't call the Bears consistent. Remember, I said most of these bad teams are one blitz on the radar. The Bears are barely two blitz on the radar. They have yeah, not been relevant. Uh, they have not been relevant for lengthy time period. They have not been not a relevant factor on most people's thought process. Like you said, they may do two seasons of being relevant. They may do one season of being relevant, but – I won't put them as bad as the Detroit and the Cleveland, but they ain't much better. Not at all. And that's bad. Overall. I mean, they're relevant to me because I'm I'm a Bears fan. Right. I would like – it would be so much better, I think, overall. You know, and this is just across the league. Um, If you can get all the teams to be highly competitive, dude, because it is more exciting to watch. 
every year if you know who gonna win. Who the hell wanna see that shit? Like when you know when when New England was going to the Super Bowl every year, I didn't watch that shit for what? <laughs> <laughs> you, knew, and people have you, knew, you knew who they were playing And you knew they were going to win So what was the point I mean I'll go do something else that day You know or watch, I mean, or watch something else or what What I would say about New England And I blame their division More so than I blame the NFL Because New England Consistently would just scratch in Okay there's six wins right there if you can look at your division and just say count that as six wins, you're basically counting yourself into the playoffs because at that point all you have to do is win four more games. Right. And New England, New England, I mean, teams like the Giants have proven all you got to do is get in the playoffs. Just get in and you have a chance. And the AFC, was that the AFC North or is that the, or is that the AFC East? Whatever division that is, New England hasn't been challenged. I feel like all of the other divisions, even with the divisions that have consistent winners, what I love is the stat about the NFC South. There hasn't been a repeat winner of the NFC South. Is this the first year we're going to have a repeat winner of the AFC South in, like, how many years? Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, since the division was created, Since the division realignment, I think this is the first time we're going to have a repeat winner of the AFC South. I mean, the NFC South. Yes, interesting. Interesting, I tell you. Interesting. But, you know, the one, the one well, thing about that is... Well, with all those things being said, we've done our predictions out there. We've talked about some divisions and one division. While our division wasn't the greatest this season, I'm confused about the AFC East. And that's all bad. But I do know we have to wrap up and prepare for the last regular season games. But I do want to send... A lot of people sent me condolences on my loss. And yesterday was another... Very big, shocking loss, so we definitely send our deepest condolences to the Detroit Lions team and family, and definitely Marvin Jones of the Detroit Lions on the untimely passing of his infant son at six months. That's, I know how I'm feeling, and I don't, I can't even imagine how that family is feeling, so we do send our deepest condolences to Marvin Jones his wife, and the um, organization of the Detroit Lions. And with that being said, I am ready to wrap up. What about you guys? Yeah, let's get on with our day. Y'all go check out the games. Um, if you are following us on Twitter, definitely, you know, jump in on the tweet. Let's have a conversation about the games while they are going on, regardless of how it turns out. What's your expectation? Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm making uh I'm making my special pregame trip to Italian Fiesta. I don't know what you all do for your pregame festivities, but I want some good pizza to watch my game. Good pizza and good beer. That's my that's my routine. Hey, knock it out. I'm gonna be laying the bed watching the other game. <laughs> so y'all have a great one. Y'all get, you know, relax. It's the last game of the season. Enjoy it before the playoffs. And we will catch y'all next time around. Y'all be cool.